Listener Production. The latest on Aussie wages in China today were key drivers of our market. And a mixed bag of earnings results today. Find out some of the best and worst. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Tuesday, the 15th of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Good afternoon, Laura. Good afternoon, Stevie, my friend. Well, Aussie market has bounced back from what was a slow start to the week. We had everything from an update on wages, an interest rate cut in China, plenty of bad data in China as well. How did we finish up? Well, high level first, the ASX 200 index lifted by 28 points or 0.4 of 1% to 7,305. And that means we managed to recover from about half of yesterday's losses. So cast our minds back to yesterday's session, we fell by about 0.9 of 1%. So it was a really quite a terrible start to the week. But now today, we've managed to put an end to those two sessions of gains. Yeah, and we didn't quite finish at the best levels of the session, but there were a couple of things, which I mentioned at the outset, that really helped our market today. Wages, this is an update that's released once a quarter. So we watch it very carefully. And the reason why we do is because it can actually play a part in what happens to interest rates. So the more wages are growing, which we haven't really seen a huge amount of wages growth, but if that does get out of hand, that's the type of thing that might have the uh, Reserve Bank raise interest rates more to try and slow things down. Because when wages are growing a lot, businesses are passing on the extra you know, costs that they have to pay their employees to their customers, mm. right? So it seems like good news if wages are going up because you were like, my wage is going up. Exactly But at right. the same time, it adds to the inflation problem. Exactly. So wages basically are growing but only by 0.77% over the June quarter. That's the slowest pace since March last year, and it's much lower than the 0.9%, which was expected. So wages over the year up 3.6%, but again, really not increasing the likelihood of a rate hike in early September. At the moment, the market thinks there's almost no chance that the Reserve Bank will be lifting. Yeah, and it is because those wages came in softer than expected. So over the year, it was we were expecting 3.7. We got 3.6. So that really bolsters the case for the RBA to leave mm-hmm. rates on hold again. We also got that bulk amount of data coming out of China today. This happens once a month. And overall, disappointing. I guess we sort of expected it. It just adds to the other slew of disappointing economic data that we've been getting out of China, pointing to the fact that their economic recovery hasn't been so great after they've come out of lockdowns. But the good news is just ahead of that data coming out, we had some news from China's central bank where they cut their policy. Yeah, and they they cut their policy rate. So they cut interest rates, but only very, very slightly. So I don't know how excited markets got around that, but we did see the economic data, as you pointed out, it was disappointing again. So factories aren't as active as hoped. People aren't spending as much in China at the shops and there's less being invested across the Chinese economy, but also the unemployment rate in China, which we don't really talk about much, has ticked up slightly from 5.2 up to 5.3%. So that was a bit worse than expected too. But as I mentioned, thanks to China's central bank coming out, that's why we didn't see a negative response as such in our share market. Because generally when we see this weaker data coming out of China, we'll see a big 
drop. It at least helped briefly, I think, but we did certainly fade in the afternoon, don't you reckon? So We absolutely um, did, yeah. So markets are kind of not overly excited, even though we did see the share market But it could be today. a lot worse. It could have been worse, that's It true. could have definitely been a lot worse. So in terms of sector performance today, we saw healthcare rising most. That was mostly boosted by CSL, which we'll get to just momentarily. We also saw the tech sector doing quite well. That obviously follows what happened in US markets overnight. But the worst performer today were real estate stocks. Yeah, they didn't do so well at all. And let's look at some stocks because there were so many of them releasing profit results today. CSL was the largest of them. This is the third biggest company on the Aussie share market. It is the biggest on the healthcare sector by a country mile. In fact, it accounts for more than half of the healthcare sector on its own. And it makes its money from doing a few things, selling flu vaccines and products to help people with rare blood disorders, for example. So basically it's profits and revenues were up if we don't include movements in currencies. Things get a bit confusing there, but basically it earns its money in our reports in US dollars. And the US dollar has been very strong against pretty much all other currencies. And when that happens, that can actually be a negative for its profits, which go into the US dollar. But a couple of things which were helpful, it did some costs or carried out some cost savings and it's collected a record amount of plasma. And when I say plasma, not plasma TVs, obviously <laughs> blood plasma, that's the raw ingredient that's needed to make its highest selling products. And it had a lot of trouble during the pandemic to collect enough of it. And now things are getting a bit more normal. Shares in job posting site Seek did second worst today, falling over 4% on the back of its profit results. So revenue was up 10% to $1.3 billion. It declared a bigger final dividend of $0.23 cents per share versus $0.21 cents per share at the same time last year. But what investors were focused on was its 16% slump in profit to $203 million and its soft outlook for the next financial year, saying that lower levels of economic activity will impact its business. So even though Seek had previously warned markets that its profit over the year would be lower, they announced it back in April, which saw its shares fall 1% on that day. Still today, the results had its share price under quite a lot of pressure. We heard today from Inner Ear Hearing Implant Maker, which is always a mouthful, a cochlear. It released its results 5.7% higher, hit a three-month high as well when it had an improvement in sales, in profits, and paying out a bigger dividend too. And what really helped Cochlear is there was a huge pandemic-fueled backlog of elective surgeries. You know, COVID and lockdowns cause havoc at hospitals around the world, and this meant that many people couldn't get the hearing implants implanted in their heads, basically. So now things are largely getting back to normal on that front. Surgeries are up, and it thinks that likely is to continue into 2024. Online home furnishings retailer Temple and Webster. Have you used them before? I have, actually. They're very good. What a like, wardrobe. Oh, did you like it? Not bad. There was an issue with it. Oh. There was a defect, but they were very quick at actually um, replacing it. Oh, there you have yep. it. First-hand experience. Well, they didn't do so well today yeah, after no. posting its profit <laughs> results. I feel like we've done the opposite today. Yesterday, mm. I had all the stocks that went up. Yep. Today, I have all the stocks that went down. Mm -hmm. So it reported a revenue of $396 million, roughly 7% lower than last financial year. It posted a 31% decline in profit to $8.3 million compared to $12 million in the prior year. It also didn't declare a dividend, but keep in mind that's status quo for this company. It's never declared a dividend before. But of course, this is all coming off highs seen in the pandemic days 
We're in quite a contrasting economic environment now with the cost of living pressures, as we all know. And they gave an update on performance so far this financial year as well. So in the first six weeks or so, so from the 1st of July to the 13th of August, revenue is up 16% thanks to repeat customers and first-time customers. So they've seen some positive momentum here and they reckon they're well positioned to deal with the current economic headwinds, they say. Regardless, its shares fell 4.5% today. We also heard from Treasury Wine Estates, the winemaker. You know, they own so many different wine brands like Wolf Blast and 19 Crimes and Lindemans as well, but makes most of its money from Penfolds. In fact, its profits and sales as a group fell by around 5% for the year, but the Penfolds division was the big winner. 60% of its profits overall, 14% higher as far as uh, as sales were concerned on profits rather. So that was seen as a positive. It's been increasing the prices on its wines. I don't know if you buy a lot of wine. I don't. Or, no, because you're, you're an athlete. You don't buy wine. It's water. <laughs> water Filtered only. water. That's about it. Well, basically it increased prices on its wines by almost 13% on average. So some of you going to the bottle low might have noticed that. They've been cutting costs as well. They've managed to pay out a bigger dividend though. And looking forward, they're just hoping that China is going to remove tariffs on Aussie wines because a few weeks ago, or actually a little over a week ago, China actually lifted its three-year-long 80% tariff on Aussie barley. So there are hopes that that could you know, flow through to other things like wine. Life360, which is the location tracking app, uh, Craig told us on one of the previous yep. podcasts that he actually uses this, apparently with permission from his family, he reckons. Yeah, I see what the family's up to. Yeah, I don't I don't know about yeah. that. But anyway, I don't like the sounds of it if someone's like tracking my location at all times. Well, I mean, they it's need... It's a bit weird. It's, it's weird. I think it's mostly for kids, But it's isn't for it? safety. So it's you've for, got it's like a, great a child. App. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great app for that sort of thing. But anyway, yeah. I personally... Like you have not... to ask them. Like you... <laughs> Can't just start tracking people. I think um, you can. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> they did. They did pretty well today after posting its half year results. So they work off the calendar year rather than the financial year. Its shares lifted twelve point three percent to be today's third best performer, despite posting a loss of eighteen and a half million over the first half of the calendar year, which was much steeper than the same time last year. But what helped its performance today was a more than fifty percent boost to its earnings forecast for the full year. NAB today released an update. It wasn't a, a full year or half year profit results, just a quarterly, just telling us how it's done over the prior three months. And it handed down a $1.9 billion cash profit, which was almost 6% higher than a year earlier, better than it, what the market was expecting. And it also announced a $1.5 billion buyback of shares. So it's using extra money to basically uh, return that to investors. Now, revenues fell, the margins worsened as well. That seemed to have been overshadowed by its profits and the buyback too. Lake Resources, while it didn't come out with profit results today, it's worth mentioning because they were the top performer on the mm -hmm. ASX 200. It was up 16.7%, but at its highest levels in today's session, Lake shares were up over 35%, hitting a four-week high. That's because they reached a significant milestone in its lithium project in Argentina, there's been quite a few updates on its flagship mine lately, which has seen swings in both directions. So we speak about this stock quite frequently, actually. It's a bit of a roller coaster, but just to put it into context, its shares are down at 90%, uh, sorry, 70% so far this year. It's still a lot. It's still um, a lot. Looking forward. So when we when people come back tomorrow morning and you know turn on their screens, what is likely to um, be the big talking points, do you think? 
Well, the main thing is going to be retail sales in the US tonight. Mm. Yep. So that's going to be super important to see how much people are spending and the impact of all the rate hikes they've had over there, but also Home Depot, Home Depot, as we mm. would probably say here in Australia, a big retailer. It's going to come out with some profit results tonight. Got some figures on inflation in Canada as well and some other bits and pieces on the US import, housing market. Export, yep, yep. Manufacturing. manufacturing as well. So yep. they'll be important too. How about tomorrow? Tomorrow, the main thing on tomorrow's agenda will be more profit results. As yep. we know, I guess we have Endeavor Group, Transurban, Mervac, yep. just to name a few. There's plenty. Yep. Dexas, um, Fletcher Building, Vicinity. And Apcor. also, yep. And CBA will be trading ex-dividend tomorrow. They so the cutoff be. for dividend payments. So, you know, not surprising if you see a little bit of a dip perhaps in the shares. We'll have to wait and see. And in China, we have the house price index coming out tomorrow as well. So one to watch. Perfect. Well, on that note, everyone, have a great evening. Have a lovely night. We'll catch you back here tomorrow. Ciao. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.